Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Elizabeth Holmes, the now infamous founder of Theranos, gets ready to stand trial. What she did and what to expect as she heads to court. Plus, the latest on Hurricane Ida and marking the 24th anniversary of Princess Diana's death. It's August 31st. there. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. It is a fairly overcast Tuesday where I am in the world. Hope it's a little brighter wherever you are. But there's a bit of an overcast over the news today as well, given this is the 24th anniversary of Princess Diana's death. She was just 36 years old when she died in a car crash inside a Paris tunnel while being chased by paparazzi. And of course, she left behind her two young sons, Princess Harry and William, who recently commemorated her with a statue at Kensington Palace. Today, her brother Charles Spencer marked the sad occasion by flying their family's flag at half-staff above their home in Northamptonshire. Back in the States, the toll that Hurricane Ida, and now Tropical Storm Ida, has taken on the Gulf region is still being tallied. One of the more disturbing headlines is that a highway in Mississippi collapsed due to the storm and heavy rainwaters, killing two and injuring ten. Still, scores of people are without power, water, their homes, and are in desperate need of assistance. So for those looking to help, a few organizations who are on the ground doing the work and accepting donations are Minutemen Disaster Response, Texas Baptist Men, the Salvation Army, American Red Cross, and GoFundMe even has a dedicated fundraising page. In happier news, Naomi Osaka is back at what she does best, and that is winning. The 23-year-old tennis star just won her first U.S. Open match of the year, defeating Marie Buskova in straight sets. She also took to Twitter recently to address her mental health and the ups and downs of this past year. She wrote, recently I've been asking myself, why do I feel the way I do? And I realized one of the reasons is because internally, I think I'm never good enough. Just wow. Like that's that whole imposter syndrome that a lot of women, a lot of people deal with. But she went on to say, I'm going to try to celebrate myself and my accomplishments more. I think we all should. Seeing everything going on in the world, I feel like if I wake up in the morning, that's a win. And to that, I say big facts. Well, also known for big facts, Jeopardy is making news again. Not only will Mike Richards not host the show, he's also exiting as the show's executive producer following the backlash over his hiring and resurfaced comments he made. Uh, we all knew that Alex Trebek left behind tough shoes to fill, but I wasn't expecting this level of drama. My vote's still for LeVar Burton, but 
you know, he might be booked and busy at this point. <laughs> now it's time to dig in to this next story because it's a doozy that has everyone's attention. I'm talking about Elizabeth Holmes, the enigmatic, almost always turtlenecked founder of Theranos, a healthcare startup that was doomed from the start. So Holmes, who I first learned about through the mind-blowing HBO documentary, The Inventor, is now on trial for what's being called an elaborate years-long fraud. And she could even be sentenced to 20 years in federal prison if convicted. So joining me now to break it all down from People's Crime Team, Greg Hanlon. Hey, Greg. Hi, Janine. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. Well, let's go back to the beginning. We first heard the name Elizabeth Holmes back in 2014, I think it was, when she rose to prominence as the CEO of Theranos. It was clear that her goal was to change the healthcare industry, you know, with some revolutionary new technology. And she was once the youngest female self-made billionaire, but things went downhill so fast. So, Greg, can you walk us through Theranos and, and what Holmes said it was doing and what went so wrong? Yeah, absolutely. Theranos purported to have a, a revolutionary blood testing method that purported to uh, have a range of clinical tests from a single finger prick sample. It purported to uh, reinvent laboratory infrastructure. And this was very appealing to people because, you know, anyone who's been to the doctor uh, doesn't like needles. And her claim was that just a, a, a couple of drops of, of blood uh, from a fingerprint prick could yield all sorts of results. And it seemed consistent with, you know, a lot that comes out of Silicon Valley, which is this kind of world-changing technology that, that nobody, you know, could envision in their wildest dreams. I mean, it used to be the computers were the size of a house, and now we all carry an iPhone yeah. in our pockets. Uh, this was very appealing to people. It kind of captured people's imagination. And by 2014, um, Theranos was valued at $9 billion. Uh, Holmes herself uh, had a net worth of uh, four and a half billion. Oh, wow. And how she was in her 20s. Right? Yes. And and it helped that, you know, she has a very striking appearance. Uh, Silicon Valley is is often a, thought of as a very male dominated culture. She wore uh, these black turtlenecks, uh, sort of an homage to, to Steve Jobs and sort oh, of yeah. styled herself, you know, in that way. Um, and that voice, too. A lot of people talk about her voice. Yes. Yes. She had this kind of very distinct uh, baritone that was very arresting. To eliminate the tubes and tubes of blood that traditionally have to be drawn from an arm. The sound of her voice itself, you know, compelled people to pay attention. Wow. So, so I, I'm so fascinated by her. Um, she's from Washington, D.C., and she's actually the daughter of an Enron uh, executive. Like uh, there, there's just a little bit of crazy time. I know she was young when probably all of that went down, but <laughs> that tie-in is so interesting to me. So what drove her? She herself was deathly afraid of needles. Mm. And so, you know, that uh, was kind of folded into the, you know, a narrative that I think captured people's imagination that she herself had this phobia that she set out, um, you know, to to resolve through the magic of, uh, you know, of technology and, and, you know, Silicon Valley capitalism. Uh, yeah. It was a great story. Unfortunately, uh, it was all bogus. All bogus. So so in terms of the, the where things went left, when did that happen? Who sniffed it out? Um, how did they know that this technology just didn't really exist yet? 
still. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the first cracks uh, were from a series of Wall Street Journal articles by a reporter, John uh, Carreyrou, who basically questioned every single claim uh, that Holmes made. Uh, the machine, the blood testing machine that she um, put out there, which was called the Edison in kind of an homage to uh, Thomas Edison, another, another great you know, inventor and entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned out that the Edison, which purported to do these minim- minimally invasive blood tests, uh, you know, didn't actually work at all. And that Holmes was, you know, shipping blood to outside uh, companies and, and uh, you know, fudging results. And so the whole thing was kind of predicated on a lie and as such was consistent with the Silicon Valley, you know, fake it till you make it culture. <laughs> Next up, more with Greg on what's to come of defamed Theranos CEO Elizabeth Holmes. Stay tuned. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I am back now with Greg Hanlon from our crime team discussing Elizabeth Holmes, the CEO of the now defunct company Theranos. And so, Greg, let's just get into how she even raised so much money in the first place to get Theranos off the ground, considering there was no there there. This this machine, this Edison didn't even work. So a former company employee, Anna Ariola, told the Dropout podcast that Elizabeth is, quote, incredibly passionate. She's very energetic, very expressive with her hands and has a very unique distinctive voice, we talked about that, that you kind of just get drawn into what she's conveying and her conviction, it really, really shines through. So we know she raised $724 million in funding plus some. That is no small feat. But how in the world did she do that? Why weren't there any checks and balances? And and Greg, take me into when everything just came crashing down. Yeah, well, I think uh, pretty pretty rapidly after that series of articles, the, the House of Cards, you know, collapsed. And uh, in 2018, uh, her and her, you know, the, by then ex-boyfriend, the former company president, Sonny uh, Balwani, uh, were charged, uh, you know, with a bevy of offenses, wire fraud, conspiracy, basically, you know, on the allegation that they knowingly lied about the effectiveness of, that, of this technology and that they swindled investors uh, to the tune of $700 million. The investors uh, were incredibly prominent, which kind of adds to the drama of the story. Yeah, tell me about some of these big donors. Yeah, yeah. Henry Henry Kissinger, the former Secretary of State, was an investor. Uh, former Secretary of, of Defense James Mattis, Rupert Murdoch. And I think this shows... You know, one, wow. how, how connected Holmes was. Uh, yes. She certainly had the right pedigree. And also the, the compelling narrative of her story. Uh, in a context like Silicon Valley, you know, no one really knows how microchips <laughs> work, except yeah. for a, a very small subset of people. And, and really, you know, no one knows how all this very uh, small portion of the population knows how this technology works. Really, uh, what draws investors in are compelling stories and Holmes 
certainly had that. And Greg, not only was Edison not working, but it was, you know, doing the opposite of what it was supposed to. It was giving just false tests, right? Like actual consumers were being hurt in this. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and the sensationalism of this case, notwithstanding, I think it's really important to keep in mind that there were many victims here. Um, uh, among the, the false results that... Uh, Theranos gave people was a, a man who got a false diagnosis of prostate cancer, uh, a woman who got a false diagnosis of having a miscarriage when she was actually pregnant the whole time. So she was walking around under the impression that she had miscarried and she was pregnant. Um, two people were falsely Ugh. diagnosed with, with HIV. So there's a long trail of, of, of destruction here. It wasn't just the billionaires losing their money and, and, and tech stuff going on. Actual people were being affected. Exactly. Yep. Well, the jury selection for her trial starts today. So, Greg, walk us through what to expect. If she's convicted, what does that mean? And also, can we talk through the, the court filings that were revealed this weekend? Uh, yeah. So if, if Holmes is convicted, she faces up to 20 years in prison. Um, that's frankly unlikely that that, you know, that that would happen. It, it, it's it's not going to be that much. Um, you would think that the court would certainly take into consideration that she recently had a baby. <laughs> um, and, and so the 20 years, I mean, that's a that's the, the highest possible sentencing. If she gets convicted on all counts, that's likely not going to happen. Um, one thing that is going to happen is that Holmes is going to take the stand in her own defense. And that should be, uh, wow. you know, very, very good theater. <laughs> uh, one of the things that she is alleging is that she was essentially a pawn of Balwani, her ex-boyfriend and the, um, you know, the former president of, um, of Theranos. She mm. alleges that uh, Balwani was uh, mentally abusive, sexually abusive, um, emotionally oh, wow. coercive and that she... You know, Balwani, in effect, kind of disabled her own ability to think for herself and, and make moral decisions. Um, Balwani has contested that. His lawyers uh, have called the allegations of abuse, uh, quote, salaciously infl inflammatory. Balwani himself is expected to go to trial in, in January. And it's interesting that the, that the feds in prosecuting these cases split the defendants. It, it essentially allows them to make these allegations about each other that will go, you know, unchecked by the, you know, okay. that will go unresponded to by the other ones. So, so this should, um, you know, this should get interesting. That was People editor Greg Hamlin on the trial of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes. For more on this story, head over to People.com. And before you go, I've got to tell you about one of my favorite Bravo pods that I think you'll love, Andy's Girls with Sarah Galley. It's a mix of C-SPAN and Ayanla Fix My Life. <laughs> Episodes focus on the psychology behind the Housewives drama. Guests have included writers, creators, and prominent fans, including People's own Darren Karp. And Housewives from every major franchise stop in. Listen and subscribe wherever you follow your favorite pods. You can also follow Sarah on IG at at Dame Galley. And now, something to make you smile. We all know this second chance romance between Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck keeps heating up every day. I am obsessed with them. Well, they've recently had family outings with each other's kids, and now Ben and JLo's mom, Guadalupe Rodriguez, Lupe for short, have made TV magic. You see, Lupe has a fun cameo in Ben's newest commercial for a sports betting app that dropped on Monday. And 
Well, one thing's for sure, Lupe knows all about betting and striking gold. Listen. Come on, Lupe. You can do this, girl. Just like the slots in St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> or like that time in 2004 when she was in Atlantic City and won a $2.4 million jackpot playing slot machines. That really happened, you guys. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Lupe is Benefer 2.0's good luck charm. All right. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow. 